Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. I'm here with you today taking your calls and texts live on the air. This is the show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible or anything going on in your life that you'd like to get some biblical perspective on. If there's something going on in your life that you need prayer for, we've got a lot of people tuning in right now all over the country, even outside the borders of the United States, who are tuning in right now, listening to the program, and they will be able to say yes and amen with that prayer request that you have. So give us a call with your Bible questions, with your prayer requests. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720 720- 336-0897. That's 720-336-0897. I want to welcome those of you who are listening in Colorado and Wyoming on Grace FM. Welcome to the program. So glad to have you here with us today. I want to let you know that those of you listening on Grace FM and those of you listening online today, you're hearing this show live. Today is May 14th. It is Friday, and it is great to be with you. Uh, again, my name is Nick Cady. I'm the pastor of Whitefields Community Church. I'm your host every Friday here on Calvary Live, and it's a, just a pleasure to take your calls. It's an honor to get to pray for you and to lead this show every Friday, and I appreciate you tuning in today. love to hear from you. Give me a call, 303-690-3000, with your Bible questions and with your prayer requests. That's 303-690-3000, or you can text me at... 720-336-0897. I also want to greet those of you who are listening on the East Coast on Hope FM in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Maryland, as well as those listening on Truth FM in Tennessee and up into parts of North Carolina and Kentucky. So welcome, you guys. It's so great to have you with us. It's good to see how God is growing this family of people participating in this show, having their Bible questions answered. And you know what happens is there's a dynamic where when you ask a question, not only does your question get answered for you, but maybe there's somebody out there who's been wondering that same thing, but they're too shy to call in. By you having the courage to call in, they get their question answered as well. Or maybe it's a question that they never even thought about until you asked it. But by hearing the answer to that question, it's something that strengthens their faith. And so I want to encourage you to be bold, to be courageous, to give us a call today. I can see online how many listeners are tuning in um, in the country, here in the United States, and beyond our borders throughout the world. And so I know there are a lot of you tuning in. I encourage you, have the courage to call in, because it's not just that you'll get the answer for your question, and it's not just that your prayer requests will be prayed for, but there are other people out there who are wondering about the same things. They're struggling with the things that you're struggling with, and it's going to be a blessing to them to hear the answers, to hear the prayers uh, for these particular issues. So give us a call, 303-690-3000. It's 303-690-3000, or text us at 
720-336-0897. Once again, the text line 720-336-0897. Here at the beginning of the show, we always have all open lines. So it's always kind of the best time, the easiest time to get in. Uh, sometimes later in the show, especially towards the very end, the, the lines fill up and we get a backlog of text messages. So here at the beginning of the show is always the best time to call in, to text in with your questions about the Bible and your prayer requests, and we get to them a little bit quicker here at the first part of the show. But we want to tell you that those of you listening on Hope FM and Truth FM, we want you just to be aware of this, that you're hearing this show on a one-week delay. Now, what, what that means for you is this, that we still want you to call in with your questions, with your prayer requests, but we just want you to know that your show is not airing live in your local area, as it is here in Colorado and online but it is airing a week later, and that actually gives you a very cool and unique opportunity. And what that opportunity is, is that you know that you, your show is going to air a week later, and you can say, hey, guess what? You know, Mom, dad, cousin, sister, whoever it is, I'm going to be on the air on this station at this time next week, and so I want you to tune in and listen to me, and that can be your kind of sly in a holy sense of slyness, a sly and missional way for you to introduce people in your local area to that Christian radio station in your listening area, whether it's in Pennsylvania or New Jersey, Maryland, whether it's in Tennessee or North Carolina, or even up into Kentucky, we would love for you to do that. But we also want to greet those of you who are listening online. If any of you out there haven't yet got our mobile app, I really encourage you to do that. It's free for your tablet, for your, for your phone. Just go to your app store or your Google play store whatever you use on your phone, and you can tune in. Uh, sorry, you can download that. It's totally free, and then you'll be able to tune in anywhere. I just had a family member of mine who lives in Nebraska, and they said, oh, I, I can't listen to the show because I'm outside the listening range. I said, no problem. Just go ahead and get this app. You'll be able to listen anytime and uh, on, right on your phone. It's totally free. And they were able to do that, and every now and then they do tune in, and they hear uh, these Bible questions and answers. So we want to greet listeners who are tuning in online. I've got a list here of, of places people are tuning in. We've got Vinitsa, Ukraine representing. We've got uh, San Francisco, Campbell, Long Beach, California. We've got the whole front range from Pueblo up to Cheyenne, Wyoming tuning in. We've got Ewing, Nebraska. We've got Austin, Texas, Kansas City, Missouri, Lakeville, Minnesota, Orlando, Florida, Charlotte, North Carolina, Blackburg, Virginia, Canton, Pennsylvania, and more. So just want to greet you guys who are tuning in. We'd love to hear from you. Even if you're outside of our broadcast range, if you're listening online, give us a call. The number is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. And our text line is 720-336-0897. Calls and texts are already coming in. We're going to get to our first caller in just a second, but let me just tell you a few words about myself before I kind of get out of the way and uh, we focus on our callers. My name is Nick Cady. I'm the pastor of Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. And uh, our church is a Calvary Chapel-affiliated church here in this great city. I've been the pastor here for just now nine years, just hit the nine-year mark. So it's been a time of blessing uh, for us here as a church and for myself and my family being here in Colorado. I grew up in Colorado, grew up in Denver, mostly in Lakewood and into Arvada a little bit when I was in high school, went to Pomona High School, for those of you who know the local area. And, um, and then right after high school, I moved to Hungary. I spent 10 years in Hungary as a missionary. And then after 10 years of planting churches, we planted two churches and helped out with a third church plant. Uh, after planting churches in Hungary for 10 years, 
which uh, is, by the way, where I met my wife and had my kids. And then we moved back here to Colorado at the invitation of Whitefields Community Church. I became their pastor. And it's been a great journey and a, a wonderful ride here these past nine years. We just moved into our own building as a church one year ago, and we're already um, just seeing how how much of a blessing that's been, not only for us as a church, but also for our community. We're able to do a lot more outreach here. We've started some food pantry ministries. We've started other outreaches to the local community and uh, really just blessed and praising the Lord for what he's doing at Whitefields. And if you are in the Long Longmont area or within driving distance, let's say if you're anywhere from you know, Loveland or South Fort Collins all the way down to like North Glen, uh, we'd love to have you join us at our church here. Um, you can join us online or you can also join us in person. We have three in-person services every Sunday, and you might have heard now that the CDC is relaxing some of the guidelines on gathering, which we're very excited about. Uh, we're still going to be cautious and we're going to be take uh, measures we can to keep people safe, but we are excited for uh, people being able to gather uh, with fewer restrictions. We have been uh, putting chairs back into our sanctuary uh, to be able to accommodate more people, which is also something that um, we've needed to do anyway, because um, thankfully, you know, we've, we've been seeing a lot of people joining us lately. And so um, a lot of people returning to church and a lot of people um, even coming to church for the first time. So that's really, really great. Um, so we'd love to have you join us in person. Our in-person services are eight, or sorry, eight o'clock, nine thirty, and eleven. Eight o'clock, nine thirty, and eleven a.m. on Sunday mornings. We have children's ministry at our at our nine thirty and eleven a.m. services, and our eight a.m. service is a family service. It's also for those who are um, who are particularly concerned about the virus. It's a little bit lower. Um, number of people who come and also people are able to space out more. So if that's a, of interest to you, we'd love to have you at eight o'clock. If you have kids or you want to be part of that larger group of people, then come at 930 or 11. And our address is 2950 Colorful Avenue here in Longmont, Colorado. It's 2950 Colorful Avenue. You can also find our address and directions on our website, whitefieldschurch.com. And you can also join us online. Maybe you would love to be part of what's going on at Whitefields, but you're outside of our uh, local area, meaning it's uh, too far for you to drive. Um, we'd love to have you join us online at 9.30 and 11 a.m. every Sunday. And that is broadcast on our website, whitefieldschurch.com, as well as on YouTube and Facebook. You can just find us by searching Whitefields Community Church. Just remember that Whitefields is two separate words. You'll be able to find us pretty quickly. This Sunday, I'm excited about it because yesterday was Thursday, May 4th, May 13th, and that was Ascension Day, which is the day which Jesus ascended into heaven. Remember, that's 10 days from Pentecost. That's how we count that. And so this Sunday, we're going to be studying about the Ascension. Now, for us as a church, this is our first time studying the Ascension as a church. It's one of those things which maybe, maybe you're like me, and you thought, okay, the Ascension happened, and that's cool period, right? Like, I don't know what to do beyond that. But actually, what does the ascension mean? Why is it important? What are the implications for us in our lives? And you know what? As we've been digging into that this, this week, thinking about the ascension, and there is so much more out there about the ascension. Like, there's so much more importance to the ascension than I ever realized before. It means that there is a throne of authority in heaven where Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father, from whence he is directing and managing his mission through the church in the world. And 
from there, he will one day come again. Oh man, there's so much. And so I just invite you personally, join us this Sunday in person or online at Whitefields Church. Directions, uh, video, everything you need is at whitefieldschurch.com. That's whitefieldschurch.com. You can also hear me here on Grace FM every weekday at 9.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. and Sundays at 1 o'clock p.m. here on Grace FM for those of you who listen to this station. So let's go to our first caller, James in Aurora, Colorado. Hi, James. Welcome to the program. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Good to have you. What's up? So I guess I had a question um, in regards to faith and doubt within the Bible. And throughout both the Old Testament and the New Testament, there's consistently this idea of having faith without doubting. Um, We saw in the Gospels the idea that if you have faith, of a mustard seed and do not doubt you can perform all the tasks set forth before you with the authority um, from God. But I guess my question within this becomes the idea of at what point is the expectation to not have doubt become the equivalency of a work? Um, I know that oftentimes when we look at the Bible, we see this idea that um, all of our accomplishments have already been fulfilled through Christ, and simply having faith in Him gives us access to God and gives us access to the promises that God has made towards us. But then we're told that if we have doubt, that there's limitations that are placed upon those because of our doubt. And if we have grace, which is unmerited, unwarranted gifting, then where does doubt become something that holds us back and condemns us and something we have to work to not have, mm. if that makes sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, James, I, I really want to recommend to you to go to our church's website. I just taught on the subject of doubt, and it has been one of our most viewed, most shared, most listened to messages in a long time. And that's not surprising to me because a lot of people struggle with doubt. In fact, here's what I would say is that doubt is an inherent part of faith. In fact, I would go so far as to say that you don't need faith unless you have doubt, right? Like what's the, if you can, you know, what, how does Hebrews 11 define doubt, right? It says that it is, or sorry, how does it define faith? Faith is the conviction of things you don't see. Well, along with not seeing something, there's an inherent seed of doubt in there. In other words, faith doesn't exist without doubt. And that's why I would say that doubt is not necessarily the enemy of faith. I would say it is actually the place where faith begins. It's the occasion for faith. Now, there's a difference in the Bible between doubt and another word, which sometimes gets confused with doubt. And maybe maybe in our conversation, uh, it's important to clarify that. And that is the word unbelief. So there's a difference between doubt and unbelief. Let's put it this way. Doubt is the person who says, I want to believe, but help me in my unbelief, right? It's the person who says, I want to believe, but I have, I have sincere questions. That's doubt. Um, I would say, on the other hand, unbelief is, uh, don't confuse me with your answers. I've already made up my mind, right? It's a decision not to believe, whereas doubt is the tension in the story, if you will. So um, to that point, though, I... Even if we change the wording, you know, I don't want to get caught up in just, um, you know, arguing over words. What I'd rather answer is your question, which is this. Um, Is it our faith in our faith that saves us or is it our faith in something else? I I think that's basically what your question boils down to is that 
is having faith in our faith a work? In other words, not doubting or not fearing, right? Is At what point do we cross the line into saying that we are saved because of the strength of our faith and because of the lack of doubt that we have? Would that be an, an acceptable like summary? Yeah, that would be an acceptable synopsis of the question, yeah. Okay, so here's what I would tell you. I'll give you an analogy. Let's imagine that you are uh, you are climbing up a mountain, okay? And on this mountain, uh, your feet begin to slip on a very steep grade, and you begin to slide down. The only thing to keep you from sliding over the precipice to your death is just a branch that happens to be sticking out from the side of the mountain next to you. Now, let's say you grab onto that branch. Now, as you grab onto that branch, I'm going to give you two scenarios. Scenario number one is this. You look at that branch and you say, uh, you know, you quickly do the calculation in your head and you say, I don't think this branch has the ability to save me. Like, I don't think it has, I don't think it's strong enough. But the fact is that actually, you know, using laws of physics or whatever you will, that that branch actually is strong enough to hold your weight. And yet you have a lack of, you have doubt in the branch. You have a lack of faith in the strength of that branch. But the truth is the branch is able to hold you. Now let's consider scenario number two. Scenario number two is that you have tons of faith in the branch. Your faith in the branch is strong. However, the branch is not actually able to hold your weight. Now, here's what I would tell you. Your strength or of faith, yeah, so your strong faith in the branch will not save you if the branch is not able to save you. But your lack of faith in the branch will not stop the branch from saving you if the branch is actually strong enough. Does that make sense? So, so my point is really this that it is God who saves us, not our faith in God who saves us. And that's really super duper important because there are times when people feel like, hey, my faith is a smoldering wick. I can bear, I'm barely hanging on here. And yet uh, it's kind of like if I were to cross the street with my five-year-old daughter and her grip on my hand is weak, but that doesn't matter because my grip on her is strong enough to keep her safe. That would be my answer to you, but but I would just kind of try and do my best to make it as clear as possible. We are not saved by the strength of our faith. We are saved by the object of our faith. And the object of our faith is the branch of Jesse, right? It is the the one who comes, uh, the Messiah, Jesus, the, the true Savior. Now, uh, there's even a verse in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 9, which insinuates that perhaps even the faith to believe in the Lord is a gift which is given by God's grace, not something that we earn. In fact, if you go over into 1 Corinthians chapter 12, you'll notice that faith is actually listed amongst the spiritual gifts. Now, there's some debate over what that means, right? Is it just faith to believe in particular circumstances, or is it generally just that is a gift of the Holy Spirit to have faith, to trust in God. I think probably both are correct. So um, that would be my answer to you. We don't uh, have faith in our own faith. We don't have faith in our own strength of holding on to God. Our faith is in the object, not in ourselves. So 
you made a distinction at the beginning of this between the concepts of doubt and unbelief. Yes. And I'm not sure if there's there's an official actual um, difference within the words, but I'm curious because I, I, I guess I thought that in many cases they were synonymous in terms of the actual Greek wording. And it was uh, a question about, I guess, in the Gospels when I believe it was the might have been a centurion, it might have just been a Gentile who went um, to Jesus in regards to his son and specifically said, I have belief, but help my unbelief. And I guess the implication therein is that there was a degree in which the doubting of the person was contingent, or I should say the healing of the child was contingent upon the getting rid of the, the lack of belief or the unbelief within that. Mm-hmm. And like you had said, the idea that even if you believe greatly in something, if you doubt enough to not grab on or to not to not hold on to that, I guess that's that's just the question that I would have is within that verse. How does that apply to the statement that you had previously made? Yeah, great question. So um, they are, by the way, two different words in Greek, doubt and unbelief, and they're used in different times in the Bible. So Mark's gospel uses the word unbelief probably more than the other gospels because it uses it here in Mark chapter 9, which is the verse you're referring to, I believe, but help my unbelief, Um, because Jesus said all things are possible to him who believes. Okay, it's used, I believe it's in Mark chapter 6, where it says that Jesus went into a place and he could do no miracles there because of their unbelief. Um, Other places, though, it talks about the disciples doubting. Here's a good example. Jesus appears to the disciples, Matthew chapter 28, it's verse 17, where it says that he met them on a hill, which he had, this is after his resurrection, he met them on a hill outside of, um, well, in the region of Galilee, which he had told them to meet him on. It says that they saw him and they worshiped him, but some doubted, which tells us a couple of really important things. Number one, it tells us that it is possible to worship while at the same time having sincere doubts or questions. Another thing it tells us is that the disciples, even as they saw Jesus, they still had a sense of doubt in their minds. So doubt, again, different than unbelief. Um, This man's asking Jesus to help him in his unbelief, but he's saying, I do believe. So this is an important phrase because he's saying, I believe, but I don't want to unbelieve, but I'm being honest with you that right now I am. And so, you know, Jesus, of course, heal, heals his son in spite of that man's unbelief. That's, that's really important. The question is, it says Jesus couldn't do any miracles in this one place because of their unbelief. Does that mean that the miracles were contingent on the people having the right amount of belief? Or does it mean that Jesus chose not to do miracles there because of their unbelief? It's not really clear from the text. Um, it would seem to me, though, that if we take Jesus and he says that I have all authority in heaven and on earth, that Jesus can do miracles wherever he chooses to do them. But there are times when he doesn't do them because of people's unbelief. I would define unbelief as kind of a scoffing doubt. So if we were to use the words doubt, let's continue with this thought. Here's a good example. Genesis chapter 18. Abraham comes to God with a question. And his question is sincere. He says, God, why is it that you made a promise 
and you haven't kept your promise. Your promise was to give me a child, but it's been 10 years and nothing has happened. Now, at the same time, we see that Abraham's asking what I would call sincere doubt. We see that Sarah, his wife, has what's called, what I would call, scoffing doubt, which I think is in the same category as unbelief. So if we were to say doubt and unbelief are two different things, uh, and you say, well, I don't know, or maybe you're making a, a dichotomy that's a false dichotomy. Well, I would say, well, there's definitely a dichotomy between uh, honest or sincere doubt and scoffing doubt, right? So the Bible talks about, like, for example, in Proverbs a lot, it talks about the scoffer. What's a scoffer? Well, it's, a, it's literally like an onomatopoeia in English, right? It's a scoff, right? So it's the refusal to believe, even if you see the facts, you've already made up your mind. And that's what we see with Sarah there where it says that she laughed from inside the tent. Now, that wasn't a laugh of joy. It wasn't a laugh of, wow, God is amazing. It was a laugh that said in her heart, yeah, right. And she got called out on it, if you remember. Remember the messenger from the Lord said, hey, did you just laugh? And she's like, no. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you did. I heard you. And that's why they end up naming the baby Isaac, because Abraham laughs in, I guess you could say, awe of God, whereas Sarah laughs in a scoffing tone, but of course that's turned into awe. So does that help make the distinction? Yeah, that does. That, that provides some insight and some thought and some distinction, so thank you. There's a really good book, and we sell it here at our church's bookstore, but it's available on um, Amazon as well, and it's by Dominic Doan, and it's called When Faith Fails. And it's a very good book, brings out a lot of these things. I'll be honest, I used it as a resource recently when I talked about doubt. And um, I would recommend it as a resource for anybody out there who is looking for something good on the topic of doubt. So that's um, When Faith Fails by Dominic Doan. And I'd also recommend our church's website. I just taught on uh, Doubting Thomas. The message was called From Doubt to Belief. And that is on our church's website, whitefieldschurch.com. James, I really appreciate the thoughtful question and the pushback as well. So, hey, keep being a student of the Bible, and uh, God bless you. Thank you. Have right, a good day. Bye-bye. You too. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. Let's go to our next caller, Cody in Fort Collins, Colorado. Hi, Cody. Welcome to the program. Might have lost Cody. Yep, that's okay. Uh, I know that last caller went uh, pretty long. Uh, so Cody said, uh, you mentioned a Bible verse on an earlier show talking about everyone in your life has been put there from God to share with them or for some purpose. Yeah, Cody, I'm not sure if that was me or one of the other hosts here on the show. There's about three or four of us who regularly host the show. I host every Friday. I also host this past Wednesday. I'm not sure if that was me or if it was on our... Um, well, it looks like it was on our, our radio program that airs during the middle of the week. Um, you know, I would say that one of the really important verses that comes to my mind in that, that idea is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, where Paul says, Whereas formerly we used to judge people according to the flesh, we no longer do so, but now we judge people according to the Spirit. And what that means is that where we, as we used to view people, most directly as, you know, who is this person on a physical or maybe we would even say a carnal level, right? Maybe their politics, the way that they look, etc. Now we choose to view people and deal with them primarily by who they are on a spiritual level. 
And so uh, we want to also be used by God, you know, not just to know God, but to be a disciple of Jesus means also that we want to be used by God. And so we do believe that God uh, aligns or orchestrates the events of our lives. And that means that he brings us in contact with other people. Hey, if you're interested in finding out or hearing any of my past messages from that have aired here on Calvary Live, we actually have a website where those are listed as well as a podcast. And that is called besetfree.com. Or sorry, it's actually besetfreeradio.com. Besetfreeradio.com. You can go ahead and listen to that and you can subscribe to the podcast. With that, we've come to our two-minute break. We have all open lines. So during the break, I want you guys to call in, text in. Here's the number to call, 303 303- 690 or 303-690-3000 or text us 720-336-0897. We're going to be right back in two minutes' time. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. I'm here with you today taking your calls and texts live on the air. We have all open lines right now, so it's a great time to call in with your questions about the Bible or your prayer requests. We have a lot of people standing by to pray for you and to pray along with you. All of you listening in, when somebody calls in and prays, we pray together. And so if you have something going on in your life that you need prayer for, give us a call or text us. And if you have Bible questions, if you have something that you've been wondering about for a long time in your life that you haven't yet been able to get a satisfying answer to, we'd love to uh, wrestle through those questions with you. We'd love to uh, share with you um, some verses from the Bible and be able to do that for you. The number to call is 303-690-3000. It's 303-690-3000 for your Bible questions and your prayer requests. And you can also text us at 720-336-0897. That's 720-336-0897 for the text line. Well, like I said, we have all open lines. And so while we're waiting for our callers to come in, and I'm going to go to the text messages here in just a second, but we love hearing your voices here on the show. So definitely do give us a call, 303-690-3000. But I do want to take the opportunity real quick to um, let you know about a few things that are going on here in, in my world and in our church here in Longmont and in Calvary Chapel circles here in Colorado. So first thing is, just want to personally invite you to our church here in Longmont. Uh, This coming Sunday, we are finishing up a series we've been doing, which is all about the post-resurrection appearances of Jesus. We've called it The Risen Life, and right after this comes Pentecost. So we're finishing this series with Ascension Day. Ascension Day was actually yesterday, but Ascension Sunday is this coming Sunday. We're going to talk about what does the Ascension of Jesus mean for us uh, as believers today. I I just know myself, I have never taught on the Ascension before, and I I guess I just took it as, okay, hey, that's a cool thing that happened, and maybe that's all it is. But as I've been studying about it this week, I've realized, uh, along with others in my church, you know, we have a group of people who study our text together as we prepare our messages, 
and just realized, man, there is so much in here that is important for us as believers. So I really want to encourage you to uh, come out for that message and to invite a friend and watch online if you're not within our listen or our driving range of our church. Our church is located in Longmont, Colorado. We'd love to have you come out. We have three in-person services, 8, 9.30, and 11 a.m. on Sundays children's ministry at the 9.30 and 11 a.m. services. you got to register your kids online so we know who's coming, and we have enough coverage for teachers and all that, but we'd love to have you. And if you need directions, if you need uh, service times, if you need a place to find out where you can watch the video, uh, the live video of the services, for those of you who watch online, you can find all of that on our website, whitefieldschurch.com. Com. Okay, the second thing I want to tell you about is that there is a men's conference coming up for Calvary Chapel in the Northern Front Range. So we count the Northern Front Range kind of as like north of Denver and into Southern Wyoming. But let's say you're outside of that area. Let's say you're in Aurora or you're in Denver proper, or maybe you're in the Springs. Hey, we'd still love to have you come out. Um, you're welcome to join us. You can go to our website, whitefieldschurch.com, click on the events button as you scroll down you'll find the the information for the conference. It's going to be really great. I'm not speaking at it, but I am the, the MC. I'm the host for that conference that's coming out. We, we're partnering with a bunch of local churches here in the Northern Front Range to put this on. So uh, we have Jeff Figs from Greeley is going to be speaking. We have Sean Sells from up in Cheyenne, and we have Michael Payne from here in Longmont, and they're going to be speaking. Um, the topic is, He Who Has Ears, Let Him Hear. And so it's, it's $25 is the cost, which is actually, I'm not even sure that covers our costs, but it doesn't matter because our goal is to have men come out so we can spend time praying, encouraging, and studying the word together. We're going to have uh, lunch on Saturday, but it's a Friday night and Saturday event. If anybody needs a place to stay near Longmont, you can reach out to us about that as well. And uh, we'd love to have you guys come out. This is going to be a really encouraging time. We're about 75 or 80% full as far as capacity. So spaces are filling up, and it's also taking place one week from today. It's going to start one week from today. So we'd love to have you guys come out for that. And a third event that I want to let you know about is the Expositors Collective Training Weekend. So you may know this, that I'm, a, I'm a, one of the leaders of the Expositors Collective, which is a group of pastors, leaders, and lay people who is endeavoring to raise up the next generation of Christ-centered expository preachers. And we do that in a couple ways. We have a great podcast. So if you guys like podcasts, I've got a couple recommendations for you. Number one is this Expositors Collective podcast, which is all about preaching. Maybe you're not a head pastor. Maybe you're somebody who teaches um, youth at your church. Maybe you're somebody who teaches a small group at your church. We'd love for you to tune into this. We just give advice and experience about how to teach the Bible in really practical ways, the Expositors Collective podcast. Um, if you're a podcast listener, you can also check out, I have a new podcast that just started a couple weeks ago, and that is called Theology for the People. So just type in Theology for the People in your podcast engine. That'll come right up. And um, we also have a blog that goes along with that where we answer questions very similar to here on the radio show. So we'd love for you to check that out. But our next Expositors Collective Training Weekend is going to be in Colorado Springs at Rocky Mountain Calvary. And that's cool because um, for those of you listening, you know, usually these events, man, we have them in New Jersey, we have them in California and Florida. They're all over the country. Now we're coming here to Colorado. So we want you guys to know about this and sign up. 
It's going to be September 17th and 18th, I believe. That's a Friday, Saturday. I might have those dates wrong, but it's that weekend for sure. I think it's 17th and 18th, or else it's 18th and 19th. But it's a Friday, Saturday in September, and it's going to be at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs, and we would love to have you. And uh, and by the way, just a heads up that this weekend, Grace FM is going to have a booth down at Rocky Mountain Calvary. So all you listeners down in the Colorado Springs area, we want you to go out to Rocky Mountain Calvary this weekend, get some free t-shirts, get some stickers, get all your cool stuff, and you can meet the man behind this machine that is Calvary Live, right? You're going to meet him face to face and um, you can shake his hand or give him a fist bump, whatever you want to do. And uh, that's going to be Saturday at 6 p.m. and then Sunday at 9 and 11. And um, make sure you meet him there, the producer of this show. He's the guy who makes all the magic happen here. And so uh, that'll be this weekend at Rocky Mountain Calvary. But September 17th and 18th, if you would like help, really practical help over the course of a Friday afternoon and Saturday until noon, we're going to be doing uh, training, and this isn't just for pastors. This is for anybody who's teaching and preaching the Bible, both men and women, primarily ages 18 to 34. We want to help raise up the next generation of Christ-centered um, Bible teachers. So you can find more information and sign up at expositorscollective.com. That's expositorscollective.com. Let's go to Matt in Drake, Colorado. Hi, Matt. Welcome to the program. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. Absolutely. What's up? Well, I uh, I I did something um, a couple weeks ago that I really have never done. Um, as a born again Christian, back born again when I was in high school, I've had many opportunities where friends of mine have talked to me and expressed sadness and and a prayer. Someone else may say, "Well, let's pray about this." and I've just never been that one to do that. And so I'm driving home the other day, and I see a gentleman uh, on the side of a road, the side of the road with his bike, and I recognized him, pulled over. Just something told me to just turn around, and I did. And I pulled up next to him. We started talking and immediately just broke down. This, this 65-year-old guy just sobbed on my shoulders, um, telling me about his son who is really struggling with cancer, and it's just been a long battle and I, I said okay okay god i'm listening and so um i don't mean to get emotional but mm-hmm. it's uh <clears throat> anyway so i said all right so i listened to god we knelt down on the side of the highway and we started praying and it, i'll tell you i if god were to give me a grade on my prayer been a d minus it was <laughs> terrible i stumbled I, I i i struggled to the right words but but yet I just tried to keep it together, and I got through it, and I realized as I was praying um, that, that this gentleman was a non-believer. And I, <laughs> I guess I'm just saying, I just got the feeling that God patted me on the back and said, thank you. And it, was, it just felt like I planted a seed that needed to be planted by someone he knew at that moment. Now, <laughs> since I did that, I mean, I, I truly left that going, oh, my gosh, that, I'm embarrassed. That was such a bad prayer. It was terrible. But everything, there's, one of the biggest struggles I've had is in, in a relationship with my wife on some things. And I'm, this is the weirdest thing. The blessings are just 
pouring out on me. Um, <laughs> from that night, her and I just, the way we're getting along is so much different. I just cannot put, you know how they say you can't describe heaven? Mm. It's like, I can't describe what's happened. Is it my attitude? Is it my outlook? Is it both of ours? It's like, it's like, it's like God took a, 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 an eraser and just erased this chalkboard with all this junk that was on it that was just bugging both of us. And that and then other things, just little things, everything's going right. And so I start to wonder, it's, because this is, I've never done this. Does this happen all the time when you pray for people? I, I don't know. I, is this, uh, is the devil trying to throw things in my path now to get me off track and not, not pay attention to God and get a, what is this? I just feel so out of, I, I just don't feel like I know this path or have been down it before. Um, wow. I love it. Cause I'm going to start praying for more people. This happens all the time. You bet. Do it, Matt. I want you to go do it. Here's the thing. There's only one way to find out, right? Go do it some more. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. All right. Hey, I got to tell you, man, um, I think you've kind of stumbled upon something that I've been telling people for a long time, which is, man, the, the most exciting, fulfilling life you can live is a life of serving the Lord and walking with him by faith. You know, I think this, you know, one of the lies I believed as a young person before I gave my life to the Lord, I gave my life to the Lord when I was 16. And one of the things that kept me from doing it sooner was that I thought that if I give my life to the Lord, I'm going to be like Ned Flanders, right? I'm going to be uh, fuddy-duddy, like I'll have to listen to um, bad music and be um, be boring and et cetera for the rest of my life. And that is such a lie of the enemy because here's what happens is that when you actually give your life to the Lord, um, what happens is, man, it's like, it's like the world takes on color. It's like the horizon expands and life actually becomes more exciting and more fulfilling and more joyful because there's nothing more exciting than availing yourself to the Holy Spirit and being used by God to do his work in the world, you know, be a vessel for, um, you know, bringing comfort in your case to this person. And again, man, I, I agree. You know what? You can pray the world's worst prayer, but what matters is that you were there and you knelt down and you led this man in prayer. And, you know, what happens is that God takes the meager things that we have, like the boy with the five fishes, or the, sorry, the two fishes and the five loaves, and he multiplies them and makes them into so much more in the hearts and minds of the, the people that we get to minister to. So I just, I just want to, let's pray for that guy. Let's pray for you. And let's just, I just want to encourage you, get out there, do it some more and see how this goes. Because man, there's nothing more exciting than fully availing yourself to God and saying, I'm just a penny in your pocket. You spend me and use me wherever you want. And I'll be, I'll be a fool for Christ if you want me to be. Yeah. So let's That's do good. it. I like that penny in the pocket. That's good. That's what my pastor always used to say to me. My pastor was Tom Stipe. Some of you guys here in Colorado might know his name. Tom just passed away on December 30th, 2020. Um, and um, Tom was a, was a friend. He was my pastor. 
And that's something that he always used to say. And it's something that's stuck with me uh, my life. In fact, I'm going to use that this coming Sunday in my message. So let's pray for you guys. Lord, we lift up Matt to you. Thank you for the blessings that he's experienced as he has been a blessing to this gentleman on the side of the road. Um, Lord, thank you for the blessings he's experiencing in his marriage. Lord, we pray that you would continue that. And we pray that he would follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, Lord, the next time you tap on his shoulder and say, okay, hey, I want you to pray for this guy. Hey, I want you to lead this person in, in knowing me. Lord, I pray that you would give Matt the ability to respond to your spirit when you lead him and guide him. And Lord, I pray that he would experience continued joy, even in the midst of maybe, maybe some of the times when he follows you, it's not always going to be uh, happy and easy. Maybe sometimes it'll come with some difficulty and hardship, but in the midst of that, there can still be joy. And I pray that that would be the case for Matt. Lord, bless him and bless us, Lord, as we all who are listening seek to be used by you. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Hey, thanks for sharing that story, Matt. Really appreciate it. Thank you. I feel great. So, yeah, no, no, let's go out and I got to go see if I can test that theory. Amen. (laughs) All right. Hey, I was at the DMV today. There's a whole bunch of people doing nothing. You should just go go there and meet some people and pray for them. (laughs) All right. Take care. So, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. We've got 13 minutes left in the show, which means that I've got time for one or two more calls. And we've got all open lines. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. That's 720-336-0897. 9-7. Okay, let's go to our text line. We'll just start from the first messages to the most recent. Someone texted right at 4 o'clock and asked, I haven't been listening to this program for a while. I know you guys have been asked many times, should a Christian take the COVID vaccine? I've been hearing good and bad reports. I'm sure the government is covering up a lot, but does God? what does God say about this? I'm sorry for not paying attention to the program like I used to. I'm sure I would have got my answer by ready already by now if I had. Okay, thank you. So, um, Gary, I have answered this question a lot, but of course I understand not everybody tunes in every day, and so I'm happy to answer it again. Here's what I would tell you: I think that um, there's no no theological um, answer to this in the sense of like you know, does God say don't take a vaccine or do take a vaccine? I think that here's here's how I'd break it down: you need to figure out for yourself is this vaccine safe and responsible? And if it is, then I would say, then taking it could be viewed as a very pro-life thing to do, right? Because you are preventing the spread of a deadly virus. In that way, it could be seen as loving your neighbor. It could be seen, you know, because a lot of people say, hey, I'm not worried about myself correct, right? It's not, if we have the hope of heaven, I get that. But we also don't want to be uh, spreading the virus to people who don't have the hope of heaven, especially when it is potentially deadly. Now, I do realize that there's a high rate of recovery, but a lot of that rate of recovery is also tied to having good medical care. And so, um, you know, we look at this and say, okay, do your research, pray about it, figure out if this is something that is responsible and something that is safe. And if it is, then I think that there's nothing theologically that would tell us 
not to take it. If anything, the theological answer would be that it is a very pro-life action because to be pro-life isn't only about, um, isn't only about preventing abortion. It's from the cradle to the grave as well. And that's really important. So I would advise you to do some research from reputable sources and find out uh, what they say. And if it is safe, then I think that the, the thing to do would probably be to move forward with it. Um, I don't think that this is the mark of the beast. I've written about that on my blog. If you're interested in checking into that, I have a post from 2020 answering the question, could the mark of the beast be transmitted through a COVID vaccine? And I think the answer to that is clearly no. And the reason why is because the mark of the beast, if you read about it in Revelation, this is the thing that everybody always uh, overlooks and in my experience. is They look at that the mark of the beast is actually the counterpart of what's called the mark of the lamb, right? It's not just like there's only one mark. There's also a mark of the lamb. And the mark of the lamb is something that you intentionally purposefully take. And in the same way, the mark of the beast is also something that you intentionally purposefully take. So it's not going to be like somebody's like, oh my gosh, I love Jesus, but I accidentally took the mark of the beast. No, 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 no. The mark of the beast is a purposeful knowing rejection of Jesus. And so it's not something that you're going to get on accident. So that's my, my two cents there. Uh, I'm sure that there are people who agree with me and disagree with me, but you asked for my opinion, and there it is, Gary. So God bless you, and uh, I pray that God would give you wisdom and lead you in your decision. Hey, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. Taking your calls and texts live on the air, the number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000, or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's go to Greg in Fort Collins, Colorado. Hi, Greg. Welcome to the program. How you doing, my man? Doing well. How are you? Oh, considering I'm hanging in there. I'm not losing faith. Glad to hear it. Yeah, I just thought I'd call. I'm, I'm sure there's thousands of people with more uh, concerning type uh, needs, but I just wanted to take this, this moment to call you out. I'm a loyal listener, and uh, ooh, bear with me. Um, I just want to say quickly, my youngest son has autism. Um, he's going through some challenges due to this coronavirus. I mean, his whole rhythm has just been uprooted. So he's going through some challenges. And then I have another son who is going through some challenges as well. And we've been praying bold, like it says in the Bible. We've been praying bold uh, since the world is coming at him bold. We're trying to pray bold, counteract that with God. And, uh, just needed some extra blessings, some extra prayers, you know. Uh, prayers are powerful when you got a, a, a group of people together. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, let's pray for your sons, man. That sounds great. I'd love to do that. And, um, you know, there are a lot of other people listening who have children who are struggling with things. And so let's, I'm sure they're going to be encouraged by hearing from you, Greg. And I just want to encourage you that uh, you're right. There are thousands listening, but you're the one calling in, asking for prayer. And there's something, something very important to be said about that. So I just want to commend you for that. And let's pray for your sons. Heavenly Father, we lift up to you, Greg. We lift up to you, his sons. Lord, we lift up his son with autism. Lord, we pray that you would use him in this world. We know that perhaps you even have a special calling, a special way that you want to use him in this world for your glory 
and for your purposes. Lord, we pray that you would bless Greg's son. Lord, we pray that in his autism, Lord, that you would use his life for your glory and for the good of others, for his purposes. Lord, we pray that he would have joy, that he would have hope, that he would know you, Lord, as he might struggle to communicate, as he might struggle to process things. Lord, we pray that you would break through the, the fog and the cloud, and Lord, that he would know you. And we pray that you would use him in this world for your glory. Lord, give Greg as a father a lot of wisdom with how to father his son with autism. Lord, help him to have patience. Help him to have compassion for his son, we ask in Jesus' name. And Lord, we pray for his other son who is hanging out with the wrong crowd. Lord, we pray that you would save his life, save his soul. And Lord, pull him out of the fire like a brand saved from the fire. We pray that he would be one whom you pluck out of the world and bring to yourself. Lord, we pray that he would be saved and that he would know you, that his life would be transformed and that you would give Greg a lot of wisdom and a lot of grace and a lot of favor as he speaks to his son about the things of Jesus. Lord, we pray that by your spirit, you would open his eyes and that you would regenerate his soul. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, my man. You are huge. And I hope that there are others who are listening out there against the, the same blessings as well. Amen. Thanks for calling, Greg. You have a blessed evening. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Hey, listening to Calvary Live, we have less than five minutes left in our show today, which means we're going over to our text line. Uh, my name is Nick Cady. I'm the pastor of Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. So good to be with you here every Friday. A, a texter writes in and says, my name is Monier, and my question is, is it okay to feel guilt or shame constantly as a Christian? Here's my answer. Number one, I think this, there's two parts to this. Number one, if you don't ever feel guilt and shame, then I would be concerned. I would be really worried about you. Let's put it this way. If you have a nerve and you, let's say you, you poke your arm and you don't feel anything at all, well, I'm worried if you're even alive, right? I'm worried if the nerves have died, if you have become so callous that you don't feel anything. But feeling pain is a sign of life, isn't it? And so feeling guilt over, or over your sin is a sign of life. That's a good thing. But what you do with that also matters. You need to turn to God with that guilt and shame and allow God to remove that guilt and shame as uh, he has in Christ. And so here's the deal. If you say, okay, I know that Jesus died for me, but that's not good enough because I still feel guilty and I still feel shameful. There's an aspect of faith that becomes involved where you need to say, even though I feel guilty, I am going to rest in the knowledge that Jesus has indeed taken away my guilt and taken away my shame. And so here, here's the promise I want to remind you of. 1 John 1 verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There comes a point when, after having felt guilt and shame, you have to take hold of that promise by faith. That's what it means, by the way, to trust in, to have faith, to believe in Jesus. It means that you believe that what he says is true, and that it's not just true in general, that it's actually true for you, and that you should have a sense of relief as you trust in him. So that would be my advice to you. On the one hand, I think it is good to feel bad when you sin, uh, but that repentance has to lead us 
to Jesus, right? It has to lead us to uh, receiving the forgiveness that he provides. So um, let's see here. That, that's my answer to you. Let's go to our next question. Uh, our next question that comes in is from somebody who says, my son recently told me he came to God, but now he speaks to archangels Gabriel and Michael and David uh, when he trips on acid, and I'm at a loss of what to do. That reminds me of a verse in Galatians chapter 1, verse 8, which says this, Even if I or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel to you other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. My point with that is this, not that your son should be under God's curse, but that your son should understand that whatever he's seeing in these visions when he's on uh, you know, psychotropic drugs, those things, he cannot let that, that lead him. You know, we don't want drugs to be a gateway to bad supernatural things or experiences. We want to come to God and not be under the influence of anything except for the Holy Spirit, according to Ephesians chapter 5, right? So don't be drunk or under the influence of any drug, but be under the influence instead of the Holy Spirit and reject any spiritual experiences which lead you away from Jesus, even if they lead you to angels, etc., those can be gateways into other things. We, we follow Jesus and we seek to see him. Hey, we've come to the end of our show. Thank you so much for your calls and texts today. Uh, such a blessing to be here with you. Again, my name is Nick Cady. I'm the pastor of Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. Check us out online and join us this Sunday, whitefieldschurch.com. That's whitefieldschurch.com, and I will be with you next week. I'll be with you on Monday and Friday here on Calvary Live. See you then. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.